After its simultaneous global release last week, I trepidatiously ventured out to the movie theatre to catch Mark Mylod's tribute to hot cuisine turned jet black comedy The Menu. As a fairly voracious viewer of culinary television with an interest in food and cooking, I found the idea of the world of gastronomy turned into a playful and tense horror film enticing. Large budget, darker movies made for adults seem to be relatively rare in the culture these days. When they do come along, it's always an unexpected treat. As we begin to familiarise ourselves with the potential victims of the menu, the film for me brought to mind 2020's The Hunt, a satire on the divisions between the polarised ends of the US political spectrum. That film took particular aim at screaming leftists who used terms like trigger warning and microaggression without irony. In fact, the film share one casting choice in Reed Burney, who in The Hunt was given little to do due to his early death, but in this film is able to portray a wealthy, ignorant husband with embarrassing secrets. His best scene in the menu, involving some squirm-inducing violence with a chef's knife, is deeply comical and rather satisfying. The menu's enticing plot casts off from a ferry port as our diners and foodies, term used amongst others like mouthfeel that causes lead Anya Taylor-Joy's Margot to shiver, await the ship that will take them to a remote island with only one single reason to venture there. As they board the ferry, Margot recognises the aforementioned Reed Burney and his wife, turning away to hide herself from him with obvious discomfort. Obviously they know each other, but how is initially unclear. Margot's date Tyler, an annoying childish food lover well acted by Nicholas Holt, notices a famous food critic as amongst the guests, causing his excitement and expectations to skyrocket off the chart. Once aboard, John Leguizamo's movie star proudly strolls in and takes a seat, causing an impressed Margot to admit to Tyler that she saw every movie he made as a kid. Other guests include high-flying businessmen and entrepreneurs. These are no ordinary working folk. The disparities between the super-rich who can afford such luxuries as mission-star restaurants will be touched on in more shocking ways later in the movie. Once upon the island, the guests are taken on a tour. They take in a windy, stunningly white beach with scattered trees that almost resemble sculptures a modern artist might conjure up. Slightly offshore, one worker is harvesting scallops. Everything the guests will consume comes from nature. Mankind is but a second. Nature is forever, we will later be told. The guests then check out a giant smoker. Before getting to the restaurant, they are shown the sleeping quarters. Indeed, every member of the team lives and works on the island week in and week out. Chef Slowick, played expertly by Ralph Fiennes, leads the cast of almost military-style chefs as they spend every hour meticulously fermenting, smoking, searing, marinating, and even jellying, as Hong Chow's Elsa, chef's main assistant, proudly proclaims. Once they finally get to the restaurant, we are introduced to a quite beautiful dining room overlooking the ocean. This doesn't prevent Margot from nervously peering over her shoulder as the giant singular entrance and exit, a large heavy wooden door, is shut and sealed. After the guests are allowed to observe the chefs at work moving ingredients into place with tweezers to ensure maximum perfection, and Tyler shows off his cooking tool knowledge to one of the chefs, 
Chef Sloik makes his grand entrance with one giant clap of his hands. These claps introduce each course of the tasting menu throughout the film, and almost serve as chapter endings, complete with a speech and a close-up of the next dish, with increasingly more amusing and darkly comic titles. Chef immediately comes off as a razor-sharp, incredibly intelligent man, with cutting remarks and deeply passionate thoughts on cuisine. He is certainly a pretentious, pompous professional, but we sense that he has been wounded frequently along his career path, perhaps by obnoxious food critics such as the one now dining on his food. The one mysterious, unintroduced guest in the room, an old lady in the corner knocking back glasses of wine at an alarming rate, makes us sense something is not quite right with Chef on this perfect evening of fine dining. What follows is a smart, tense and at times laugh out loud edge of your seat thriller that does at times take turns into horror but prefers to relish in its own intelligence. The dishes Chef serves up are hilarious and mischievous in their design and aim to embarrass and infuriate the diners. One of my favourites involves tortillas with amusing and ingenious images burnt into them. As some of the guests complain, and beckon over Elsa. Her refusal to explain them and taunting of the panicked customers made me chuckle in my seat. With each scene, the outlandish and at times cringeworthy reactions from the diners become ever more panicked and amusing, and I became more and more curious and excited to see what would be served up next. Although it's clear from the outset that Chef and his team hold no respect for their guests, and instead are fueled by pure hatred and animosity for them. Their fiendish night of terror is highly entertaining, and equal to the sum of its parts. Some may be put off by the improbability of it all. For example, why the guests refuse to simply fight back with their equal strength in numbers. Or perhaps the sheer difficulty in pulling off a feat such as this, as each part of Chef Stoic's plan comes to fruition. Perhaps most unlikely of all, is how Chef manages to brainwash an entire group of people to enact out his plan. None of the above bothered me. The menu is far too entertaining, well shot, and well acted to care about such problems, and I suspect Mylod had no interest in these pitfalls either. The movie confidently serves up each course, because as Chef Slovic confidently and intently proclaims to Margot, the menu must reach completion, and you must eat the food. I didn't just eat the menu. I tasted it, as Chef asserts we must do earlier in the film, before contradicting himself. I will certainly be going back for seconds with a rewatch.